This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am not joined with Jim Sebastio once again, but I am still joined with Alpino, who was, if you listen to the last episode, uh, was with us. I was able to interview him and talk to him about his pastoral ministry, his church planting experience in Miami, Florida, and all kinds of fun things. So if you have not listened to that episode and you're wanting to know who Alpino is, and you're not close to Google or whatever, you can go back and listen to that and uh, and get a better idea of, of who he is. And the other reason is this episode, we're going to talk about something specifically that we kind of touched on at the end of that episode that we both agreed is it would be something good to flesh out. And it also stems from conversations that that Al and I have been having for, for several months on this on this topic. Uh, before we jump in there, let me just quickly say that if you need to contact us or want to see if there's a way we could serve you in some way, if you go to practicalshepherding.com, uh, you can contact us through that way. Uh, you can uh, leave a review on iTunes if the podcast is helpful for you. There's tons of ways for you to contact us. So please consider doing that if there's any way we can, we can be a help to you. Uh, <clears throat> Al, I want to jump in though to this topic. We were talking about uh, some different things we, we kind of started touching on. You started talking about a sabbatical you took this past summer. And do uh, you want to remind us maybe of what we kind of touched on? Uh, and uh, we'll kind of just see where the conversation goes from there. Yeah. So as a guy who is a people person that prefers and gets his energy from people rather than silence, I just made a couple of flippant remarks about silence and uh, sabbaticals and recharging the batteries. And I wanted to try to make those a little more nuanced. Okay. Uh, but I do think it's helpful maybe for guys that are more like me that get their energy from people. Uh, and sometimes their energy is sort of uh, taken away by silence or that discipline mm-hmm. versus guys that get energy from being silent or being by themselves or in nature or whatever and expend energy when they're with people. So I'm, I'm the guy, the people person guy. And I just wanted to nuance what I said that... Um, it has been really helpful for me to engage the discipline of silence. Mm-hmm. Even though it is hard, and even though it does tend to take energy away from me, there has been a depth and even, dare I say, some insights, uh, mostly I think into, into our church and my experience as a church planner and now a pastor at that church for over 22 years, that have been super helpful that have only come when I've quieted my soul okay. and expended that energy mm-hmm. to be silent. And mm-hmm. I did that on the sabbatical. I spent uh, time every day, actually, hmm. being silent. I was writing and thinking. Yeah. So I just wanted to nuance it that way. Yeah, so what I hear you saying is that you still, as an extrovert in the way God's made you, you receive energy from people. So you don't receive the same energy in being in silence and quiet and alone but you still see the value in having that alone time, being still and silent before the Lord for different reasons. Yeah, I think that I grow in some areas, and because of who I am, the way God made me, I think that when I take the time to be silent and really the discipline to think quietly, mm-hmm. there can be some exponential good mm. for the church, Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Mm. So maybe for me, I'm expending some energy. Yeah. But it's worth it because I think there's some things that happen that can benefit others that wouldn't happen if I didn't slow down and be silent. Yeah, that's good. Well, and the reason this is an important conversation is that especially some of you who, uh, some of you who have heard me talk about silence and 
solitude. And it's something that, that we started talking about a few months even before your sabbatical. My experience was I'm also an extroverted person who loves people and gets energy from people. But what I discovered as I started doing some some pretty painful soul work in my own life is I hated silence also. I mean, I could say that I hated silence, but it wasn't because of simply that I didn't get the same energy from people. I hated silence because when I was alone in silence and left to my thoughts, I was tormented by those thoughts. And it, what it, it exposed that there were some parts within my soul that there's, there was pain, there was hurt that uh, I still had not dealt with in my life. And so when I was silent, the, the, the voices, the, the lies of the enemy about who I am in Christ and all those things grew louder. And so silence was tormenting for me in that way. And, it, and so I ran from silence. And, and for years, I used, that as an, I used my extroverted tendencies as an excuse on why I just wanted to avoid silence. And what I did, and this is why we want to talk about this conversation, put it out there because it's going to affect people differently. But um, it's it's an important discipline as we're articulating to just go away with by by yourself alone in silence with the Lord and see what happens to you, and that that is a key piece to to see and understand maybe the activity of your soul, because that's what I missed and that's what I ran from for years. And having dealt with a lot of those things now in my life, which taken years and help and counseling and all those things, as an extroverted person, I actually, I actually love silence and quietness, and I used to hate it. And that's a, that is a, an affirmation of just God's work in my own in my own soul. So I think the thing to take away from it, regardless on how we approach this and what benefits we see and why, um, that the best way to avoid the activity of your soul is noise and busyness. And if that's true, then silence, stillness, you know, uh, before the Lord is the best way to at least know the activity of the soul. Would you agree with that, Al? Or would you want to nuance even that differently or even push back on that idea? No, 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 no pushback at all. Uh, first of all, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and secondly, I think you're right. So no, I wouldn't push back at all. Um, and I, and I think that that is a wise insight and good self-diagnosis for those of us who are noise junkies. <laughs> so ex- explain, because you mentioned that in the last time that you, like, you feel like you even can sit and be, be alone with the Lord, but there's maybe like noise around you, but you it are able to. Me. So yeah, can you explain that? Because again, people listening to this, there's not one right way to do this. No, there's not. And that's all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I agree. For some of us loud guys, in some context, you can almost be felt made to feel like you're not godly mm-hmm. or you're not introspective. And that can be true. And if it is, definitely you need to listen to that. Yeah. But I, I think that I, I listen very actively. Mm-hmm. And I, I live very actively. So motion, sound can actually stimulate me to focus more. Mm. Like, like, you know, I, I don't know how else to explain it. I'm, I'm not being distracted. I'm actually listening to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm probably maybe doodling or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, but also, let me just balance that, okay? Yeah. And I could be making excuses, so please hear that. I'm just being honest, okay? Yeah, that's good. Uh, but... but but there is a discipline to get alone and get quiet. 
and I agree with what you just said. And I would say sometimes that I, I, I can av- want to avoid some tough thoughts mm-hmm. and not processing things fully with noise. Mm-hmm. So I, can we have it both and, just yeah. depending on the situation, and just have people in your life that can speak into your life, and at least ask you the question. Yeah. Not judge you, but ask you the question. No, I think that's why we got to have, though it's good for us to have this conversation. Yeah. I think for this, the reason we wanted to have a follow-up is it is a both and. And as you, if you're listening to this, we want you to hear that, that this is not a one-size-fits-all. Uh, but so it, it's about the principle of this. What do you use to run from your, your stuff? And, and it's going to be different for everybody. What do you do to try to escape from what you need, the pain of your life you need to face? And for me, it was silence I ran from. But for someone else, it's, it's going to be you know, running to this coping mechanism this way or, or, or that way. So it, what we're talking about is, is that silence and solitude can be that place to help you diagnose the activity of your soul. And then what you need for God's grace to kind of be ministered to you in in that moment. That's good. I agree totally with that. So when you talk about, you just came off sabbatical, and you said every day you had this time. So what did you learn about yourself on that sabbatical and by reg, by regularly doing this? Good question. I would say that some of the stuff you just articulated— hmm. I would say that I learned that on a couple of occasions in my recent past, my confession of stuff was way too much, mm. that I reread some things that I had written, some sermons I had manuscripted, particularly some owning up sermons to stuff. And I just thought, you know, I don't agree with that. No, I think I overstated that. No, um, no, sir. Uh, mm. So that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Now, it almost sounds counterintuitive, no, but right. I, I think I went. I learned that I wasn't... I, I, yeah, it was helpful for me to look back on some things and see more clearly what I did wrong as I was evaluating the last 22 years and more clear and, and, and even better, clearly what we did right. Yeah. Because sometimes that gets obscured in the sound of criticism or just life. Mm-hmm. So I learned that, um, I learned that I need to work more on this self-control piece and, it sounds almost funny, like I'm contradicting what I just said, but I learned that I benefit from getting alone, even though it's hard work. And it's worth doing it because it serves others. Would you have said that before six months ago before your sabbatical? Not with as much conviction. Okay. Yeah, so that was something that you learned from taking the time to just see what it was like in that place. Yes. Yeah, it's good. So I would say this. If I want to, if I want to recharge my batteries, yeah. I'm going to go into the big city with crazy stuff happening and funny people and observe them and talk with them and interact with them. That's very relaxing and recharging to me. And, but, and, if I, but if I want to serve others yeah. in a deeper way, particularly in the church, I get away and mm-hmm. think. Okay. That's and good. both are okay. Yeah, that's good. And, and I would say, having gotten to know you better, the people who know you well, I bet would affirm exactly what you just said. Knowing you and knowing that how God's made you uniquely, and that's why it's important for every pastor who listens to this. It's not just about knowing are you an introvert or an extrovert. That's actually a helpful thing to know about yourself. Right. But it's got to go. It's got to go deeper than that. How has God wired you and made you? Because pastoral ministry is hard and challenging, and so part of this is knowing how to care for yourself, how how to rest, how to do life giving activities, and not live in the things that maybe take life from you. And so this is a lot of what we're talking about. I learned something fascinating from me when I 
pushed myself to be alone in ways you know I hated. So it what would, was exposed. One of the things that exposed in my life this this amazed me. I didn't see this coming. Is my inability to listen well, and this caught me off guard so much. Yeah. But one of the things that made silence hard for me is I had nobody waiting for me to respond to them. And I learned about myself that I listened poorly because I so often felt like I had to respond to whatever somebody's saying. And when I learned that I didn't have to, in fact, uh, that it was actually good to just sit and, and listen without the pressure to responding, Man, that was that was life-giving to me. I had no idea what was going on. And so I learned a lot about myself that it's easy to blame extrovert being extroverted on you're friendly, you're outgoing, you got the gift to gab. At least and a lot of these things benefit us as a pastor. One of the harsh, dark realities I had to, to look at in my own life is wow, I actually try to control a lot of conversations with my words. And that was really hard to come to grasp with. So what, it, what silence does, when I sit and do certain things, when I sit alone in silence, I like to go out in nature and hike and be out by myself and just with the Lord, and which I also have discovered about myself more so than I realized once I started embracing the silence, is I sit and, and just close my eyes and remind myself I don't have to respond to anybody or anything, and I just sit and listen to whatever I hear around me. And I pick up on things that... I normally wouldn't pick up on when I just sit in silence and stillness. That discipline has been really powerful for me. And it has helped me as a pastor so much to then talk to somebody in the church and to not feel like I have to have some kind of wise response to them. I can just sit and listen and that's okay. So there's a lot of things I think God can do as you sit in silence and uh, in, in solitude. So any... Uh, any final thought on this issue and what would you any words of wisdom as you're continuing to learn about yourself and what God does when we take that time alone I think uh, I would affirm what you said about just sitting and listening to people one of the benefits of silence is realizing you don't have to be talking all the time or mm-hmm. even you know whatever uh, I think that a lot of the care that we give people whether it's other pastors or people in the church or, or just our neighbors, Sometimes it's just sitting there and being there with them, just mm. being there, like yeah. physically being there, which is unusual for a guy like me. Because if there's not talking going on, you feel almost uncomfortable. Now, when did you learn that? I, I think I think that during that time of silence. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I've I've heard referred to you. I've heard you call it the ministry of hanging out. Yes, and which I love. But yeah, I've heard it kind of as the ministry of presence. Yeah, that it, that was such a crucial thing for me to learn that. It's actually enough and actually a powerful thing to just sit with someone, whether you're listening or maybe not saying anything. Yeah. But, man, I wish I would have learned that. I mean, I, I, I messed up a whole bunch of stuff not understanding And that. it's something we all can do because sometimes mm-hmm. people are afraid to get around others, particularly if they're in crisis or whatever, because they don't feel like they have wisdom. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just, man, two, two people just being together. There's, there's something super powerful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's great. Was I think Psalm beginning of Psalm sixty two. I I sit in silence and wait for God alone, for He is my salvation. And I think one of the things that that Psalm has has really ministered to me is that God shows up in His presence with me when I take the time to stop and be still 
and silent before the God of my salvation and to see what he brings, you know, in that moment uh, of, of uh, just being alone and quiet, you know, with him. So yeah. um, if you're listening to this, let me encourage you that, number one, this is going to hit everybody differently. And I, I think you need to not feel like you've got to fit into either one of us, really, for that matter. And, and what we've articulated, there are some differences even with this. But that to see that God does work in this, if you're busy and constantly doing all kinds of different things and don't ever have time to stop and rest and just quiet yourself and assess almost the activity of your soul, that would be the big encouragement I think both of us would affirm to you as you listen to this and to to take a challenge with that. Al, can I ask you to pray for mm. pastors listening to this yeah. that God would would teach them about this and show them things about themselves in a similar way that God's done with both of us in different ways yep. and help them. Lord, I pray for those who would be sitting here listening to this, um, wondering how to even approach you, wondering how to walk in this kind of discipline and wisdom. I pray that you would uh, open that up to them. I pray that you would give them faith for you leading them in this, um, that there would be just a joy in that, and those that are in crazy circumstances can get away and be silent. There'd be folks that would provide for them to do that. Uh, I pray for uh, the friends of those pastors, uh, the spouses, perhaps, that desperately would like their loved one, their friend, to hear uh, a message of, of silencing our souls before you. And Lord, I pray that you give them the power by your Spirit to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.